Hello, it's the captain of this ghost ship we call Out of the Forest, Chris, with my repetitive pre-show rigmarole. I just wanted to thank everyone who's followed us on Twitter, both friends and unknown alike. That means a thanks to Twitter users Al Statue, Amy Blanchard, MyShade1973, JasonBrook76, LongWaveStatic, SirPepsiMan, Dorian Eason, and Exilovix. If you listen, have a Twitter, and aren't following us, just what do you think you're doing? We are at the Forestcast on Twitter. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends tweet at us, or send us an email at outoftheforestcast at gmail.com, and or review us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate your feedback. And finally, thanks for giving our little podcast a chance, and I'll let you get to the show. Last time on Out of the Forest. You don't have to worry none about your son. You don't have to worry none about any of the campers here. Don't you worry. Uh, Ranger Tom's on the job. I will personally make sure nothing happens. You see this thing, and and you don't know whether this is now or what where this is exactly, uh, but you see it um, sniffing. You see it sniffing around. Uh, and then you feel frustration, and then you see just all over its body, just hundreds of eyes open up. Them, they're, them, the entirety of the eyes blood red except for bright yellow pupils, and you are knocked back out of your vision. Oh my god. Um, you see this dark form, and you see just hundreds of bright red eyes with yellow pupils just looking around wildly. Um, seeming to be seeing something and then as one at, at the moment you arrive they all turn to look at you and you feel them staring deep into your soul and you come back come to having just fallen backwards onto your back that was bad that was a bad decision um fuck okay uh hey Cronudos, i think i saw where the monster is i think it also knows where i am Iris, get us out of here. We need to. We need to leave. I don't know wh- what this is. You are. You are fully surrounded by this darkness, and uh, Iris's um, eyes go back to normal very abruptly, and she screams, and you feel what you somehow immediately recognize as your soul shrinking back from control of its body. Enif. Yes? <laughs> Isaac's in trouble. Isaac's in trouble. I need your special sight. Now I kind of run off towards the forest, I guess. You almost managed to kind of walk right by them, and then you see them. You see three figures laying on the ground that, as you step closer, you recognize as your friends. Uh, in this hellscape of darkness and eyes, Enif and Kenneth, you are steadily floating towards uh, this this terrified ghost child who is who is smothering your friend's spirit. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of Monopoly pieces trying to pass go and collect $200. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I am Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Karen Nunes. I'm Jessica, and I play Enif. 
I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright. Bit of a wacky one you were in that time, weren't you guys? Wacky? You can say that. We're like... Disasters. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna get out of this. I hope I hope Dom has that plan that he was talking about last time. Great right. news. I did not write it down. I, I said no. you were gonna write it down. I said no such thing. Someone merely recommended it. We have I this recording certain we have audio recording of you saying, Let me so, write this so down. Basically, so basically so basically what you're telling me is we have no fucking plan and we're gonna die. No 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 no. I got a plan. It's called ad living. Alright, so, the situation as it stands. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Baron. Baron blacked out after a spooky voice told him it was his turn. Um, <laughs> in the spectral uh, plane, for lack of a better word, uh, we have Carnunos' spirit uh, tethered to Enoch's spirit, both of them being drawn into the maelstrom that Iris is conjuring around her, uh, at the center of which Iris is smothering uh isaac's soul uh isaac doing his darndest to try and break away but her her grip too powerful enif attempted to communicate with iris but only seemed to make her more upset in the process and uh that is where we left off what do you want to do about this let me set the scene uh enif and Kernunos' soul is being pulled by by Iris. And Kernunos looks at Enif's soul. Do human souls just look like their bodies, I guess? Yeah, essentially. They look like kind of like spectral version of their body, wispy. <laughs> I, I, I wanted Enif's soul to just look like a rock. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's just like if someone really good at vape tried to make a statue of you out of their fat cotton. Did you just did you just want your soul to be a literal citrine? I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, uh, Kirinuno sees, looks over at, at Enif, looks over at uh, Isaac and Iris, and kind of pulling on Enif's soul a little bit since they're tethered, starts walking towards Iris's whole situation. So you're just walking I'm giving towards... up and dying okay um and then the end <laughs> that's how the story Bye, everybody okay uh as he uh gets close to to iris he reaches out and clasps his giant glowing hands on her shoulders and starts talking very quietly very calmly but for everyone else, I don't know what Iris here is, so that's up for Chris to decide, but I'll decide this one. For Enif and Isaac, if he is conscious or hearing anything, it just sounds like wood creaking and breaking. Hmm. Okay. And I, and I use soothe. All right. Yeah, sure. The exact wording of which says, when you talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, you can calm them down blocking any panic, anger, or other negative emotions. This works even if the thing that freaked them out is still present, as long as my voice can be heard. Okay, yeah, I like it. Um, so here is how that resolves. You, you speak in, I guess, your native language of tree. Um, and it 
speaks through in in the um, ubiquitous way that uh, I guess Godspeak does uh, to this this frightened spirit of a girl, um, and her screaming very very slowly but gradually dies down until she is merely sobbing and her grip on Isaac relinquishes enough that Isaac is able to tear away from Iris. And she looks terrified uh, and then just merely scared and then she just looks sorry. And she kind of looks down and is something as you all kind of drift around her. Um, and then there is a blast back of energy as you are all tossed back into your bodies. And you all wake up, uh, collapsed on the ground of this, uh, clearing. And you realize that you, uh, you were three when you were here earlier, and now there's a fourth person here, uh, but it is not as an audience member might predict Baron there with you. There is a junior camper in full uniform with a giant backpack on their back and a, a woodsman's axe in their gripped, brandished in their hands um, with blood uh, dripping from its blade. Uh... And looks amongst the three, you waking up and just goes, are you all all right? Yes. Yeah. Doing fine. What you got there, buddy? Thanks. Hey there, bud. <laughs> what, uh... So what you got there? Looks uh, mighty sharp. She holds out her hand, I guess, to Isaac, who is the most crumpled on the ground. Uh, you two were kind of just kind of knocked backwards. Uh, you can get up pretty easily on your own. Um... And I'll, she says, I'll take her hand, yeah. She picks you up and says, my name's uh, Seema. I've, uh, did, did that thing get you at all? Uh, sorry, what What thing? What thing? The, the wolf, I, I assume that's what, what happened here. I, 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 I came when I heard, uh, I, I, was, I was taking my, my gear over to the camp, and I, I heard something like breaking branches out here, and I found this, this massive wolf just kind of, over over top of the, the three of you, I, I managed to, to get it with my axe and scare it off. But uh, I thought for sure, and he's, he's like looking over you and goes, "You guys actually seem mostly all right." Thank goodness. Are you are you sure it was a wolf and not a, a big dog? I mean, I'm not uh, an expert in dogs by any means but i'm fairly certain that was either a wolf or at most like a, a hybrid of like a wolf and a very large dog you you hit it with your axe she uh hefts the axe and goes yeah uh it was about the only thing i could think to do i i knew i'd get it away from you guys and it didn't seem to be uh swayed by simply trying to make myself look big and she kind of like pantomimes putting her arms way up in the air to kind of Represent presumably what she tried first. How old does this girl seem to be? Uh, she appears to be like in her early twenties. She's probably around Isaac's age. 
Well, thank you. Um, who knows what would have happened if if you hadn't shown up with your axe? Where where did the wolf go? I ran deeper into the forest. I was uh, going to focus on attending to you, so I wasn't really keeping a track of exactly where it went. And and you're one of the the junior campers here. Yeah, I'm with uh, Crew 47 over in uh, Davy Crockett. I um I think if you don't mind, we should probably go report this to to Ranger Tom. He's uh not gonna like to hear that there actually is still a wolf out there, but better better let him know rather than leave him in the dark about it. Do you think that if they knew there was a, a wolf out here that they would cancel the camporee this weekend? I mean, maybe if it had hurt one of you, but as it is, it hadn't actually made any attack on you. None of you are harmed, so maybe it just wandered out of its territory a little too far. Um, there, I mean, obviously, there is the occasional wolf out here. It's just usually they keep to themselves. Uh, if one's scattering a little too close to the campgrounds, we're going to probably have to take a few extra precautions. I don't think they'll cancel the camporee, though. What's your name, miss? Uh, Seema. Seema Bosch. And she holds out her, her hand uh, in introduction. Kurninus uh, shakes it and says, uh, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Um, so what are you all doing out here? Uh, and she, she kind of like starts moving back towards the, the main path of camp, uh, motioning in that direction. I want to hang back if possible not to like i'll still stay with the group but i just want to like try to be out of earshot a little bit and see if i can't um reach iris while hopefully kernunos and enif are keeping sema distracted that's fair um so you do that while sema tries to continue engaging them in conversation uh as you reach out to iris you she kind of like rematerializes in the way she does when you reach out to her and she's just kind of curled up and she looks some mixture of terrified and just sad hey hey iris are you okay am i okay i i i hurt you isaac it's no i i think you saved me from from whatever that thing was the the monster the eyes i don't know what would have happened if you hadn't kept my soul where it was i i don't think that you're at fault in any way here do you really think that i mean from what i have no idea really what happened but from what i can tell yeah i i think you saved me so if that's the case thank you I'm sure you wouldn't, you know, intentionally do anything malicious. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I, I, uh, um, I'm, I'm still sorry, though. It's, it's fine. I understand. It was a scary moment. I'm sure I would have done the same thing if I were in your place. But uh, you're here. I'm, I'm here. We're both safe. That thing... I guess it's still out there, but now we're more prepared. We know what it looks like. We know what it can do. Um, we'll be fine. Thank you.
she she gives you a very very weak smile but she 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 puts it on and she she uh rushes over to you and gives you a hug and after this experience you actually slightly feel the hug despite her spectralness oh but back over to Seema. Uh, Seema uh, is kind of like walking ahead, uh, guiding you through the the underbrush and sort back to the main uh, camp trail. And she says, so uh, what were you guys doing so far off uh, from the trail? We we were uh, checking on our son, who's back over there. Yes, I see. What was your son doing so far off the trail? He wasn't feeling well, and I'm like looking at Cornuno's like, help me out. <laughs> he, uh, look, uh, Seema, just between you and me, he wanders a little bit. Um, so he just kind of got off the trail, and we went to find him, and we encountered the the animal that you saw. All right, I see. Well, and uh, you kind of uh, bridge out of the. Um trees and uh, she starts guiding you towards the path to the ranger's cabin you guys were probably off the trail somewhere between Jim Bridger and Daniel Boone which is kind of like on the opposite side of the path from the ranger's cabin Um, so Seema guides you back there um, and uh, she starts walking down to the ranger's cabin's path and says uh so, uh, what, uh, what crew are you camping with this weekend? Fuck me, what was that number? Oh, um, I'm part of Troop, uh, 709. <laughs> I like the concept of this is the moment when Isaac finishes talking with Iris, and Canudus and Enoch both exchange looks of, do you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> no. no, do you know? <laughs> And Isaac just walks up and goes, oh yeah, no, I'm, uh, uh, 709, that's it. Yeah, 709. <laughs> we didn't remember very well, because I've only been, uh, a junior camper for about a week. Same goes, fair. So, uh, so, so you guys are, are down with the, the crews and Kit Carson, then? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, we've got, uh, I, I set up my, my tent. Um, and that's about it so far. Uh, Seema nods, and then uh, very abruptly just holds up her hand and stops. Enif almost, like, runs into her. Because it's like... <laughs> um, and a f- few seconds after she does that, a very large wolf rushes across the path, and then abruptly stops and looks at the four of you. And you recognize this wolf as Baron. Oh, no. And this wolf snarls at the uh, four of you. And I want Baron to go ahead and uh, roll to act under pressure. Oh, man. Oh, beans. As as you are in the background of your mind watching the your dark master take control of your body, and you see your friends along with this innocent and try to wrestle control back from him. And you just think, uh-oh. It's more like, oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I rolled a 10. You rolled a 10, so that's a success. Uh, just as this uh, wolf takes a few threatening steps toward it, you are suddenly back in control of your body, Baron. What do you do? 
He attacks anyway. <laughs> Murder! I'm gonna double Fuck down. These guys. I've already come this far. Um, I am going to, because I am guessing I am wounded from this camper's ass. X. Ah, wow. <laughs> wow. That was a really her, her bad ass, slip. Her ass is just powerful, and it is wounding me. Dead ass. Her ass is just too fat to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit. I can't. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> uh, anyways. You are actually not injured. Oh. Okay. Um. Alright. Well, I am honestly just going to kind of run back into the forest. <laughs> Alright. Because I do not want to be around people right now with me having iffy control over my body. Seema kind of watches the wolf run off again and just goes, That was odd. Last time I had to uh, make an impression on it. Uh, she says that she she uh, pats the axe in her hand, then she puts it back in the the holster attached to her bag, and continues on the path. She goes, "Well, are you, are you sure that's the same same animal? I mean, it looks just like it. Again, I'm I'm no uh, wolfologist, uh, but it I it was the same size and fur coloring." I, sh I sure hope there aren't two wolves that size running around. You had blood on, on your axe from when you hit it. Where did you manage to to hit the one that was over us? She she looks at you and goes, I've got to be honest, it was all a, a bit of a blur, uh, adrenaline and all that. Can we maybe uh, go and investigate where the wolf was kind of standing and see if there's like maybe blood spots or something? Uh, sure. Uh... Right where you just saw it? Yeah, in character, Isaac does not know that this was Baron. I think he only barely knows the fact that Baron can turn into a wolf. Fair. I mean... Did you say that he's barely aware? <sighs> Christ. Isaac's <laughs> um, no forensic scientist or anything like that, but you do not spot any uh, blood from what you can tell on the path. Okay. Um, Kernunos speaks out and he says i'm going to follow it just a ways not not too far don't worry i want to see if i can't figure out what this creature is if it really is a wolf and he just bounds off into the woods Sima kind of holds up a hand to, to stop you but you're already gone just goes does he know what he's doing <laughs> he'll be um, fine he'll be fine um he's eccentric <laughs> But not dumb. She gives you uh, a, a, a smile, and then unbeknownst to you, as she turns around, that smile turns into a "What have I gotten into?" <laughs> look. Has she and... checked either of us for rings, by the way? Because evidently now we are married, and Isaac is our child. It's a new uh... age type of marriage. <laughs> We're gonna say no. It's not come up. You're just life partners. She finally gets Still the. Rings, dog remaining uh, group of you uh, up to Ranger Tom's cabin, and she knocks on the door. Um, meanwhile, what is Karninos doing? So he just kind of runs in a random direction for a little bit, enough to get out of sight, and then um, teleports to Baron, because Baron is a friend. Yep. 
so Baron, you are running through the woods in your wolf form, and then suddenly Kernunos is just running alongside you. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you you can see that in your mind's eye. <laughs> I think it's kind of like a... And then just kind of like stops and like stops running real quick. I, I've got this perfect vision of like your classic like running through the woods with like trees going by the front and back of the uh, character we're viewing, and then as one of the cameras crosses to the front, there's suddenly just two people running. And then <laughs> it, that goes on for like a second or two before Baron like looks up, sees you, and then looks forward and then looks up, does a double take, and then immediately stops. Um, but yeah, so Baron has stopped. Uh, right, Kurnunos kind of stops alongside him and says, and pats him on the head. Yeah, give us a good good scratches. Um, no, I, I don't think Baron would be okay with that. Yeah, he would not. <laughs> probably probably would be a little uncomfortable. Um, Kurnuno says, uh, "I um, Baron, what what happened? Why are you in your beast form?" I thought you were about to say pajamas. <laughs> Why are you in your pajamas? <laughs> I just want to feel comfortable, man. I like the, pajamas. The, the sun is still up. You're not allowed to be in your pajamas. <laughs> the rules real dad (laughs) you're not my real dad you're not isaac you're not isaac's real dad either uh um all right luckily here you little shit (laughs) just just take off your belt (laughs) Uh, all right right. uh anyways yeah um, yeah okay baron is gonna kind of like growl and then like slowly start to change back into his normal form um, and then, um, uh, he's, he's gonna talk to Kurnus, but, um, Kurnus, I don't think you can, I don't think it's safe to be around me right now. Safe to be a- around you? Why? What, what's going on? Remember when we had that conversation about, like, keeping you at a good distance, not to bring too much attention to me? Um... I right now is kind of when I'm dealing with that little bit of evil that may be a little dangerous for you guys not you of course because you're like a god but like everybody else Baron now I I don't want to be rude but now it's not exactly a great time no it it isn't (laughs) the, the the creature the monster is is here we've Isaac has seen that the monster it is it is here and it's bestial I, we need you for this I don't know if it's safe to even I don't even know if I'm on your guys side right now and at a moment's notice it could change even if I feel like it is so you don't have control over your transformation I don't have control over myself as a person He's eating too many donuts. <laughs> I lost I got, control at the buffet. I got them. I got them ice cream nightmares. <laughs> you need the ice cream nightmares? Yeah. Yeah, I need a little bit of. I need more information about those. When Hold you, on. When you, when you eat like ice cream too late at night, and it makes you have nightmares. You need a Snickers. You're not you when yeah. you're hungry. Does that, does that happen to you often? Not really. Every okay. once in a while. It happens to Baron often, though. <laughs> I've never in my life <laughs> heard of someone getting nightmares from ice cream. That is 
100% bullshit. That's the I need price so you much pay. Sure. Uh, I will let you know, however, when you Google Ice Cream Nightmares, there are 8,230,000 results. What? This is unacceptable. Aha! Uh -huh. There are millions of us. Thousands, actually. <laughs> That's the price you pay for delicious sweets. It's. I'm willing to take the risk. <laughs> Ice cream, Ice cream and candy nightmares. bars can trigger increased brain waves. This caused seven of their ten participants to experience nightmares. Wow, this is a scientific yeah, study too. about ice cream nightmares. Yes. I am valid. Right. We'll get back to D and D, but I will post this in the Discord. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Huh. Anyways. Um. Anyway, uh, Baron, you were saying about ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> god. I think they had it back at the trading post. Do they have Rocky um, Road? Uh, I think it's more like popsicles and um, rocket pops. Disgusting. I think they had one of those ice cream Snickers things. <laughs> Snickers? Snickers? What? Is, what? What? Anyway, um, all right. Well, Baron, if you are out of control, um, we definitely need to keep you out of the the way of all the children at the camp. But Definitely. I need I... you to, to stay on your toes and, and be useful. And I, I know that's mean, but we we need you in this. If that means that you're just running around in the woods looking for something to kill, that, that might just be what we have to do. Okay, I'll stay on watch and I'll I'll, I'll search through the woods if I find any if I find anything I'll I'll come back to you guys. Stay, stay within within like reasonable distance of the woods and message me if you need anything. I'll be right there. Okay. Sounds good. Then... And then Kirinunos vanishes and is back with uh, Enith and Isaac. And Baron turns back into a wolf and just starts prowling through the woods. Alright. Uh... I'm imagining Kyrnus arrives uh, at the back of the group shortly before you arrive at the ranger's cabin, and you're just sort of part of the group now. Um, and there, you knock at the door. After after uh, a lot quicker of a or a lot shorter of a delay, I should say, uh, than last time, uh, Ranger Tom returns to the door and sees Enith and then the rest of everyone, and just goes, "Hmm." Uh, you're back, and you brought a new gaggle of friends. Uh, can I help y'all? Um, and Seema speaks up and goes, Hey, Ranger Tom, uh, this is uh, my friend. And she looks back and seems a little bit startled that Kernan uh, is already back. And she goes, Well, this is Jason. Um, and uh, Jason and, and this this five-person's uh, son. What's it? Did, you, did I get your name? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think I asked it either, either of you, honestly. I'd, oh, very impolite no on my worries. part. Um, my name is uh, Brian, but I go by Isaac. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why even mention it? <laughs> Look, I, I can't believe that actually came up again. <laughs> it came back. It did a loop and it came right back. <laughs> um, we just encountered a... Uh, a, a very large wolf in the woods t twice in the last uh, 10 minutes so I'm 
am afraid that St. Bernard might have been unrelated um, to the wolf scare from earlier. It seems there might actually still be a wolf in the area. Um, Ranger Tom listens to this and goes, All right, uh, Seema, thanks for reporting it. I, uh... And he looks amongst the, the, the three of you and kind of like looks over you and seems to like get a good once over on each of you and goes, Seema, let me talk to these folks. They must be scared out of their gourds after seeing something like that on their first trip. Uh, you head on back to Davy Crockett and let everyone know about the wolf and that I'll be keeping an eye out and trying to deal with it for y'all. Um, I'll be around with an official announcement not too long after I've talked to these kind folk. And Seema kind of gives a, a quick salute and uh, gives you a, 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 a smile and a slight, like a very slight bow and then kind of makes her way off the other side of the uh, ranger's road uh, towards Davy Crockett. And Ranger Tom opens his door a little wider and kind of motions for you all to come in. I guess I guess we all shuffle I in. I do so. <laughs> yeah. Um, he motions... To, you walk into his uh, cabin, and it is um, somewhat reminiscent, I guess, of Baron's cabin, mostly in size and construction. Um, uh, in one corner of the room, there is a, a large couch uh, made out of, looks like it was like handcrafted out of wood with uh, some nice cushions inset into it. And he kind of motions for you to sit down on that uh, that couch. Kernunus uh, sits down at the couch. How squishy. Does he just go right into it or? No, it's it's not like too squishy. It's, it's, it's actually uh, a little on the firm side, honestly. I'm like imagining couches that I've seen in rangers' cabins, and they're always really squishy. <laughs> they're always really run down. They're from like the '70s and have not yeah. been upholstered since. This one honestly looks like he might have uh, made it himself and then gone and got cushions for it, like at oh, a little wow. store. Mm, handy. How uh, how industrious. Um, after you guys take your seats, he uh, goes and grabs a chair from over by his. Uh, it looks to be a dining room table with two chairs and sits, takes it, sits it behind him one-handed, and then sits down on it, and then leans forward uh, with his hands folded in front of his face and kind of looks amongst you. And then he takes a deep breath and just goes, "All right. So what do you know?" Excuse me. What, what do you What do you know about? The wolf, the forest, the etc. And he kind of like moves his hand in a spiral motion and rolls his eyes at it last bit. Um, all, all I know is that this has been the third wolf attack in your campgrounds, and I don't think it's a very safe place for my son. He rubs at his eyes and uh, looks between Kerninus and Isaac after Enif says that, and then looks back at you, Enif, and goes, All right. I can call in the proper authorities, but I don't like the way they run at my campsite. I have a feeling y'all wouldn't be here if you didn't agree in some way. So if we could open some sort of dialogue here, 
sooner rather than later. I'd really appreciate it. I hate being around the bush. The wolf came out of the forest, not like a normal wolf from, from deeper in there. And it's not a normal wolf. We both know this. We all know this. And it's got to be dealt with. St. Bernard thing was supposed to give us some time, but apparently it didn't. So again, how much do you know? Enif kind of looks at Krinonos like, should we talk to him or are we going to keep up this act? (laughs) Krinonos leans forward and says, um, tell me about the other attacks. He looks at you and goes, now, sir, again, I'd love to be the first to open this dialogue, but I've been a little too careless in the past and got some of my uh, provisions revoked, we'll say, so I really need you to be the one that opens this dialogue in a way that makes me feel comfortable knowing I'm talking to the right person here. We... (laughs) Alright. You know the... um... The murder at the sawmill a few weeks back. He nods solemnly. We solved that one. He takes a breath and just goes, Alright, I'll take it. So, this thing's been hunting around my area for about half a week now, I want to say. He kind of scratches at his beard a little bit. I've been doing my darndest to... Keep it away from the campers. Keep it away from anyone what still lives in this area. Usually our wards keep things like that out of this area. That's how we actually managed to even keep a camp running in this godforsaken town. But something slipped through. And I've been telling those suited up idiots... That we need something stronger out here. We're going to have to shut down the camp. And that's going to look real suspicious. And they sure as hell don't want that. Uh, The other attacks. hmm? I'm sorry. Go ahead. uh, uh, Did the agency set up those wards? Uh, I mean, those wards have been around for a while. It was, I want to say, great, great, great. Great. And he's counting on his fingers as he goes down these greats. Great? I want to say five greats. Grandfather. At least as far as the stories go, was what to set them up. The agency sort of just gives me the supplies I need to keep them up and running. Because a lot of them are not native to this area. Lord knows where my ancestors got them from. I might be able to provide some insight um, and my partner uh, gesturing to Enif just just in case <laughs> the charade <laughs> needs to continue um, uh, is, is proficient in runes and the arcane arts he nods the goes, well good to see we're making some progress how is, how is Isaac taking this conversation um, a little confused he's connecting the dots he understood the reference to the agency which he's heard of once before um and that's about it um, gotcha. the ranger uh goes all right um i don't think we've been 
properly introduced. I mean, I've heard your names maybe once or twice, but like, that's limited. I am a Ranger Tom. Y'all can call me Tom. Uh, what can I call y'all? Um, well, my name is Brian, but you can call me <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> he dropped the Brian, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially now, since I think that you're maybe a little more aware of what we're doing. The jig is <laughs> metaphorically up. <laughs> the jig is up. My name actually is not Brian. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me, copper. I was in too deep, but now I'm back. <laughs> My name is not Brian. It is Isaac, and you can call me Isaac. <laughs> Thank God for that. And you too. I mean, if like, oh, kind of looks at Cronenos and kind of like, like almost like completely like, oh, like drops a little bit. Like they were super like strung up trying to be like super overprotective parent and like just kind of like relaxes and just goes, I mean, if. Canunus. Canunus. All right. So you're not chasing then. I told you I wasn't from around here. Granted. I mean, I don't think that's too surprising. I mean, the most surprising thing about y'all is you know what the agency has tried so hard to cover up. There aren't a huge amount of those people who are actually on the right side of things. I'll be honest. Those people. He puts his (laughs) hand in his face and just goes, You're the worst. (laughs) Anyway. Um. Well, it's good to have another ally in this. Like, uh, feelings mutual. I'm gonna go ahead and make the rounds, let everyone know there has been a wolf sighting, I'll try and downplay it. Can't have everyone panicking the second everyone panics, everyone's gonna leave and the agency is gonna come down here in droves. I don't need that. And, well... I'll be honest with you. Y'all know the agency's got some of them there. Uh, I don't know what they call them. Mind-wiping drugs of some sort. That's what they used on Ruth when she was texting me after the incident at the college. Yeah, they'll use it on anyone who's seen anything or they think might have seen anything. And I do mean everyone. Which is a problem for me because a good... 50% of the campers here are a bit younger, and that them them mind-wiping drugs, they don't take right in the younger ones, and I'd prefer to not put them through it. Absolutely. Um, the creature, the, the wolf, we know is focusing here, but I don't think the creature is here, if that makes sense. Gotcha. It makes sense it'd be moving around a bit. Uh, I'll keep my eyes and ears to the ground. And he uh, gets up from his chair and goes over into his kitchen. You hear him open up a uh, drawer. And he reaches in, ruffles around in it for a little bit, and pulls out a walkie-talkie. And uh, I think tosses it to you, Carnunos. I, I don't think he catches it. I don't think he's expecting to be throwing a big chunk of technology. Oh my god. I think it, like... I don't think it hits the floor and breaks or anything. I think it just, like, bounces on the couch. He he looks down and goes, I had kind of hoped my saviors would have a little bit of reflexes, but 
At least it's intact. Uh, cell coverage out here can get a little dicey. So if you need to get in contact with me, just uh, go ahead and put that to use. I've only got the one spare, so I can't exactly outfit your entire group. Um, as I said, and he starts like, uh, he, he grabs his uh, ranger coat and kind of puts it on and uh, opens it to the outside and kind of motions for you guys to get up and leave. And uh, as you presumably do, mm-hmm. uh, he says, I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to go ahead and make my rounds and try and keep everyone calm, keep the campery going, let, hope everyone can enjoy this brief respite from being stuck in that town they get once a goddamn year. Y'all let me know if anything develops and I'll try and do the same. Wait. I uh, can. Wait. Can you point us in the direction of the woods? Anyone I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You can say it. No, you talks. already said it. <laughs> it will be uh, approximately north by northeast. Uh, if you get to the edge of the Rangers Road and point yourself with Jeremiah Dixon on your left and Charles Mason on your right and just walk straight ahead, you'll eventually hit, hit him. All right, sounds like a plan. Um, and then he he locks the door to his cabin. He walks over, uh, gets into his truck, turns it on, waves out the window, and starts heading down the uh, Rangers Road towards Kit Carson. He was talking about the wolf, which obviously we saw and is a threat. But that's not what I saw. Not what Iris and I saw. It's not. Is there a separate monster besides the wolf? I also saw something different from the wolf. The I, the creature, I... the creature that came at us, um, or not came at us, but that intercepted us as we were walking. That was Baron. Is he all right? That was Baron. Yeah, that was his. He's... That was his wolf form. It was me, yes. Dio. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's all right, but he's having some trouble. What kind of trouble? Uh, wolf-related trouble. Okay. I think I think being in the forest is not healthy for him. So why was is he, he still there? Trying... Yeah, was he trying to attack us? No, I don't believe so. I think that most likely what happened is that for whatever reason, he's having trouble handling his transformations. Um, and the camper, whose name I cannot remember... Seema? <laughs> Seema? Seema saw him and attacked him without understanding what was happening. And then he had to kind of flee into the woods and maybe do a a loop and come back. Hmm. Isaac, I think the darkness I saw and the darkness you saw might have been the same thing. Were there hundreds of eyes? Yes. Okay, then it's probably the same thing. But he spoke of creature wolf attacks, the large man we spoke with earlier... And 
maybe this thing that and we saw ranger yeah is ranger tom was talking about a wolf he wasn't talking about something with hundreds of eyes right but if baron was the wolf he's baron's talking about having trouble controlling his wolf side maybe this creature is taking control of wolves or animals in general and using them to attack that's something i hadn't considered we should find these wards that uh, he was talking about. Maybe I'll be able to tap in the, into them and see if I can figure out where or where they were breached and maybe what breached them. It's worth a shot. Baron, you have decided to kind of tackle this on your own that way in case you do lose control. Uh, you won't be around people who might get harmed because of it. Uh, what what exactly are you doing? I would like to... Well, one, I'd like to roll to investigate mystery. But for doing that, I am just basically going to see if I can find any tracks or anything. Are you sniff sniff sniffing as a wolf? I'm a, I'm a sniff sniff. <laughs> sniff do I get right? my, do I, am I going to get my plus one off of that? Yeah, you get your plus one because you're actually using it right <laughs> for once. Yay! It's right. just a running trend of me insulting my players. Hey. You're such a jerk. Yeah, so it's going to be that uh, sharp plus one. You don't have any sharp, so good thing you got that I plus don't... one. Why, why does my character sheet keep closing? I don't know. All right, there we go. My shirt. I don't know, man. That's really annoying. He's doing it during D&D, &D too. No, oh, no, that's not great. Uh, uh, Mark experience. That's, that's five. Wow, what are these rolls? I don't know, but <laughs> I'd really like to stop it. Yeah, it would be great. It would be fantastic. Uh, All right. <laughs> So you are running around this forest, uh, sniffing around, trying to find um, any sign of the monster, trying to you know do what you can while you are in this unstable state. And you end up deeper in the woods than you intended. Uh, and as you're sniffing around, you feel just your, your hair standing, like the, the, your hackles, I guess, as a wolf, standing up on end. Um, and you look around uh, trying to figure out what, what's setting you off uh, and you hear this this low guttural growl uh, echoing from the, the woods all around you just bouncing around the trees so that way its source is just indistinct um, and you having a glance in one section one direction and you see just all of these eyes these these bright red eyes with the yellow people it's just just so many of them just forming this th along this long shape uh that it, that is prowling through the woods just a little distance away and all the eyes just just as you get a look on them all slam shut and you hear something running off deeper into the woods Oh, great. Uh, what are you doing? Right. Man, that is not what I wanted to happen. 
Yeah, you guys keep just getting seen by these fucking eyes. Yeah. Every step of the way. I think I'm gonna... Am I deeper into the forest? I'm gonna head a little farther towards the edge. So you're heading back towards, like, the campgrounds and... Yeah. Outside of this darkened area. Because right, I'm so not you... gonna risk getting caught by that thing alone. Alright, so you, you start heading back out of these, uh woods and as you start making your way um you hear the sounds of something pursuing you uh, i would like to run faster <laughs> <laughs> right. um, i would like to outrun the thing is okay it behind go and give me, me... Like... you're you're not sure you're still in this part of the woods where they're so thick that the echoing makes it really difficult to uh define exactly where the noise is coming from but go and give me a uh a um uh, act under pressure to try and outrun this thing chasing after you right. is there any particular method you are employing to try and put some um, space between you it and it not really because i have no direction i'm of like where it's coming from so you're just I'm barreling trying... into a sprint yeah towards so, uh, where i you... think is you could use uh, no limits if you wanted. He, he breaks into a sprint. <laughs> He's down on all fours. <laughs> when you push your physical body past its limit. I guess I didn't think about that. Because my... I, I think that would make more sense than acting under pressure, where you're just like, I just run faster, and this yeah. way, like, you're, this kind of more explains like what you're doing to go faster than whatever is chasing you. And you also All get right. to roll plus three instead of plus two with uh, that Act is, Under Pressure. Yep, I will take that. So All give right. me a plus weird roll for uh, that alternate weird move. What did you get? An eight. All right, on a seven through nine, uh, you do push your body past physical limits, uh, but choose one consequence. You suffer negative one harm, take negative one forward, or you need to rest right now. So you, you um, do manage to go fast enough to escape. You, you, by, by the end of this run, uh, you no longer hear anything pursuing you, and you are back into the lighter parts of the forest. So you are currently safe, uh, in case that factors into your decision. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I want to stop and rest after I just got chased. Yeah, I um, mean, y your goal of this roll was to escape it, so yeah. like, by succeeding, you did escape it. Yeah, I think the the resting now also makes the most sense too because I just kind of push myself. That's fair. So you you sprint and you just like are straining your entire body to its limit to just go as fast as you can. You steadily hear this pursuing whatever it is um, fade into the distance, and you you see uh, sunlight begin breaking through the canopy as as the trees grow further and further apart, and as you get sort of um, towards uh from what you what you can smell uh you can smell people a lot closer now you are you are a lot closer to the campgrounds now uh, and you can no longer hear your pursuer you just as soon as you stop you just collapse and are your breathing is ragged uh but you are slowly recovering from that escape mission Isaac, Enif, and Kernunos, you arrive at uh, what, b by your best guess, are the wards. You didn't actually ask what they looked like or what you were looking for, uh, but luckily it doesn't take too much of a uh, 
observation to tell. Um, I know a ward when I see one. You arrive at a section of the woods um, where there are just circles of just lacking trees. Uh, and it's right before the trees really start to become, start growing thicker together in earnest. Uh, there are circles where there are no trees and there's also no plant life at all. It's just, just plain dirt with these very, um, I, I, I'd say primitive, but that feels insulting because they, they are, they, they are these complex, uh, sculptures made of sticks uh, tied at various angles in these these strange compelling shapes and they seem to uh, form something of a barrier they, they, they go off in either direction to the left or right uh, running parallel to where the, the forest really starts to become very thick uh, with you know between them there are trees and, and, and undergrowth growing but in, in these circles around the, these stick-built statues uh there's just nothing growing whatsoever so uh, hold on because i'm getting real skeeved when you're talking about stick statues are you talking about like the ones from the blair witch like that i'm about to post in discord i mean probably uh i mean maybe not like hang from the trees but something akin to that yeah they're a lot more complex though they've got like sticks hanging out at every angle um, gotcha and they're Very kind of, spooky. I, I think that they, they start with like almost like a mast at the center that's like driven pretty deep into the ground to give it, it the whole thing stability and has these like various symbols uh, of tied together sticks hanging off these. It is it is definitely a very spooky scene. Um, I especially wish you with, Especially with, with the, the just abrupt perfect circles around them of just no life growing. Uh, and I think definitely Enif and Kernunos, you can both sense the power kind of radiating off of these uh, figures. These feel really old. Yes. Um, I think I've seen these before. Nordic in origin, I think. I don't quite remember. All right. Do they block the deeper part of the forest? So things, I'm assuming, can't come out of it? They're supposed to dark. They're supposed to block evil from entering past them. But sometimes, if the evil's too strong, or if the ward fades, then they can get through. Let's um, take a look and see if there's any damage. All right, uh, so you guys kind of fan out and start taking a look at these wards. Um, Kernuno, since you were kind of leading the charge, go and give me a uh, investigative mystery roll. Yeah, sure. That'll be sharp. Yep. And... All right, nice. A good roll. It's an thank 11. You. There we go. Ooh, thank goodness. Uh, all right, so uh, what are... You get it's two questions, right? Yeah, two questions from investigative mystery. Um, uh, let me bring... There's a, I'm sorry, I hadn't opened up that page. It's um, all good. Da, 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 da. Can I find? There we go. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm like scrolling all over the place. Here and we go. Eating um, your paintbrush. I am also chewing on a paintbrush. How did you fucking know? <laughs> um, okay, uh, so. Hmm. I am going to ask. Uh, so what can it do is an interesting question because I think it's supposed to be what can the creature do 
but I'm more curious about what these wards do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we can uh, twist that to that way. I mean, it's investigate a mystery. This is part of the mystery. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's definitely a fair play. Um, the investigate mystery move is technically aligned to be about the monster. That's why so a lot of the questions really only apply to it. But I think you could definitely apply it to things that are related to it. So what can it do? Um, you are investigating these these uh, wards, as Ranger Tom called them, and you you sense the power kind of running through them. It is a deep and as uh, Enif uh, noted an old force that is driving these ranger tom wasn't um talking out his ass when he said said however many greats he said uh these have been here for a long time long before probably anyone living you note that what seems to be their primary um uh, purpose is to keep out a certain kind of energy it almost seems your first impression is that these wards empower magic um but what as you look at it it seems to be magic is sort of a a, a power of creating that which is not this seems to be preventing energies that destroy that which is Hmm. Um, I relate that to Enif and I kind of tack on to the end just uh, just like what Loki had mentioned this better not be his damn dog does he does he own a dog? Uh, the dog is technically his child um, okay we're not going to unpack that right now <laughs> <laughs> Do you get one more question? <laughs> um, I am going to ask, uh, what can hurt it? Also referring to the ward. All right. Uh, what can hurt it? You are looking amongst these wards and trying to like figure out what could hurt it. And I mean, the, the, the obvious answer is anyone with an axe could probably hurt it. Um, okay. And any regular person with an axe probably heard it. Uh, but you also realize, um, as you go over them, that one of these has toppled over. When you look at it, it's just the, the wood beam that's making its uh, core has just rotted through. And so the second answer is neglect. Gotcha. Ian, if I think this one has fallen apart and just needs to be rebuilt... Huh. I mean, do you think if we fix it, it'll push whatever's come through back out? Alternatively, would it lock whatever has come through on this side? Hmm. That's a good point. It would trap it one way or the other. That's true. Either in or out. And I feel like that could be useful regardless. Well, we don't know if it has friends or not, so this might at least prevent more things from coming through. And if, as you postulated before, this has something to do with it controlling uh, lupine persuasion, um, we could stop it from using that power if that's something it has. 
Okay. Let's try it. And I'm guessing this is big magic? Yeah, almost certainly. This is not just basic stuff. This is a very powerful, very old magic. Um, You guys kind of take your look at it, and I think between the two of you, you sort of piece together what you need to rebuild it. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the wood that formed the mast of it is not native to this region. Mm. And I I would know that, because... I know my wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus. Do I do I know I guess this is a roll. Do I know where the wood is from? Uh, uh yeah, probably. Um this wood appears to have been brought um it is your best guess uh from like England. <laughs> Ah, I'm very familiar like, with this wood. Eng- England and or Ireland. Like, this is, like, wood that would have been actually used by Celtic Druids that was probably brought over here. Gotcha. Um, that's not great. What is it? However. Oh. However. Mm-hmm. Um, however. You think... Unless. <laughs> that's not great. What is it? However. <laughs> um, you you believe, uh, and be- I say believe, but it's a, you're fairly certain um that a number of smaller like 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 a, a couple of uh similar wards built from local wood would serve just as well you would just have to make two of them mm. gotcha all right let's um make some woods i suppose is How is you... that all we need just wood chris uh, so y- you guys, in order to do this big magic, you would need um, two, uh, basically, l- l- like the mastheads that are that are bu- putting uh, the core of these uh, built from the same tree. So you would have to have a fell a tree in order to do that. Okay. Um, the tree would ha- th- this ward would have to be completed within 24 hours of the tree being felled. Okay. And th- that's. That's basically it. You just have to be able to get a tree felled and, and set up the ward within 24 hours. And the rest of it's just like carving runes and such that are specific, but like there's there's no rules required. You just need to get that situation set up. Well, I have purchased rope. We can use this to bind the wood together. Mm-hmm. All we need is to get an axe. And um, I would assume they sell those at the trading post. We could ask Seema if we could use hers. Also true. Um, I feel like she would ask to come along, however. We also know someone who can very easily get a Rolong around in this very wooded area to the trading post that is also in a very wooded area and could come back to this also very wooded area in a small amount of time. Absolutely. And Kurnunos disappears. <laughs> Baron. Yes? You have been resting for a good, we'll say half an hour at this point, just laying on the forest floor. 
catching your breath and letting your your muscles chill out from from all this energy you poured into them. And... Did they involuntarily flex? <laughs> yep. Anyway, <laughs> the you you hear the voice in your head say, "Why do you struggle so much? Why don't you just give in and do what we've made you for?" never going to give in to that. You made me to do terrible things and I'm not doing it. Not again. It's necessary. You will give in. And then it sort of fades out again. Oh, God. Screw this master. <laughs> Why? Why do you do this? Um, okay, cool. That's that's always fun. Um, I guess I gotta. I I'm guessing nothing has like come around the area I'm in. I like think you're far has, enough away. Yeah. I think with your your scent of smell as strong as it is, and now that you've kind of bro broken free of the deeper woods where everything's happening all the time, uh, you were able to use your scent of smell to kind of keep yourself at longer distance that you felt confident and were correct in feeling confident that no one would be. Uh, kind of wandering out this way. It's probably, we'll say probably around like 4 o'clock at this point. Okay. Um, I'm going to message Kernunos, actually. And, uh, so you... Uh, um, Are you calling him or just text messaging him? Um, I'm going to text him, just that um, Saw Monster ran away. Um, feeling a little bit better. <laughs> all right um go ahead and give me 2d6 minus 2 uh, originally i said we were going to handle text like we hunt calls but that's not really how text messages work so i think how well you rolled it determines if it's a fail it doesn't get sent if it's a mixed success it gets sent but gets there late and if you succeed it just goes through okay. i think that Is makes it... the most sense for text messages so just 2d6 minus 2 since you're in the woods and have very bad coverage Yikes. Nope. Uh, so you, you send this message and it spins for like 30 seconds before popping up with a message failed. And you, you hit the resend button and it does the same thing and the message failed. Well, when text messages fail, I guess I'll just call them. Alright, give me the same roll. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Oh shit. Hey. That is uh, double sixes minus two for a ten. That is the only way you get a full success, and that's the second time this has happened. Wow. <laughs> the other time being for Balanus, I think, which Damn. ended up being useless. Um, Kononus, as you are arriving at the train post and kind of coming around the side, your phone begins to ring, um, and you see the caller ID is Baron, and I will leave the phone call to you guys. Uh, hello? Kononus, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Wow, that's like the first time in forever. That's yeah, right. I'm, I'm I'm very surprised. Um, uh, what's up? I, Is everything all right? Yeah, I, I think I ran into the monster when I was looking around as well. Um, there's a bunch of eyes like all over the place. I had to kind of outrun it. That's what uh, Enif and Isaac said as well. Hmm. Um, we are. 
trying to figure out how to rebuild the wards that are keeping the camp safe. There's some magic wards. Um, I'm at the trading post. I'm going to pick up an axe. Do you need anything? Um, no, but I think I'm feeling better. I might meet you there. Alright, I'll be here for a little while at least. Okay, cool. I will see you soon. Click. Okay. Alright, so, uh, Baron starts making his way back to Sal's trading post. Um, I'm going to presume that that takes him about the length of whatever Kernunus ends up doing in the trading post. Uh, (laughs) Yeehaw. Does anyone remember what name I told Sal? Um, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't Jason. Hold on, hold on. I believe it, it was Jonathan. It had a Jason. I think it was John. I think it was Jonathan. Jonathan, I think they were yeah. very similar, but not quite the same. <laughs> um, so you walk in, and the, the, the bell above the door rings. Um, as no, it's, you, it's you said like, you were oh. Joseph. Joseph? Mm-hmm. Joseph? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, sure. Joseph, then. All right, uh, you you walk in, um, and I think it's it's like a bit after four now. It's getting closer to dinner time, and most of the campers have kind of made whatever sweet purchases they were going to make at the train post. So it's pretty much just Sal in there. I think he's sitting at the counter. Uh, you know what? I know what Sal's doing. Sal uh, has begun within the past year or so selling fidget spinners at his uh, trading post because they make a lot of money with the, with the younger campers. Uh, and he is in, actually uh, t- has taken to spinning them one at a time and then stacking them on top of them and just making a tower of spinning fidget spinners. <laughs> that uh, kicks ass. And he, he, he looks up as the bell rings and like flails around wildly but somehow manages not to knock over his tower and he just grabs his chest and goes, oh, oh, oh. Hello, oh there. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I've I've met so many people today. Uh, what was your name? Uh, Joseph. Ah, oh, Joseph. Nice to meet you. I uh uh, and he just kind of like, with with some with a, a surprising amount of practice, just grabs the tower in both hands and collapses it all into one like pile of uh fidget spinners, and then just shoves them off the counter into like the bins that are right on the front of the counter, <laughs> and goes, "What can I help you with?" Yeah. Did, did the uh, rope and trail mix treat you right? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, but you know how it is with vacations and things like that. You only realize you're missing something once it's uh, gone. Um, I need to pick up a, a hatchet. Oh, of course, hatchets. Um, we keep these those uh, over in the, the case over there. And he, he gets up from behind the uh, counter off his stool. Very... Ugh very very uh gradually and then he kind of like wanders over to the case and he uh opens it up and you see in there there are um there's like three hatchets it's of two different kinds there's like a smaller like hand hatchet there's like the full size like wood chopping hatchet and he goes uh full size or one of the the smaller ones uh full size is probably best we have to clear out a fallen tree Ah, oh, sad to hear. Uh, you sure you don't want to let Ranger Tom know about that? He could get that taken care of for you. Uh, I'm having my son do it. Uh, Father-son bonding. <laughs> oh, very good. And he uh, grabs the um, the bigger axe, uh, closes up, locks up the case again, uh, takes it over the counter, uh, scans the barcode, and she goes, Now, uh, was there going to be anything else for you today? Uh, yeah, let me grab um, 
two of these ice cream Snickers bars. Oh, those are my favorite. Uh, how you you guys settling in all right? Uh, was was Isaac your son's name? Uh, yes, Isaac. Uh, how's how's he doing? Uh, he's doing well enough, I suppose. He's a little out of his element, but um, fortunately for him, dear old dad has spent quite a bit of time in the woods. Well, natural, are you? Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, I'd begun to think people were just losing interest in this campery, you know, brings warmth to my heart once a year. Uh, that'll be about uh, 4250 Hey! All right. Um, here we are. All right, thank and you so much, sir. Uh, I'm thinking know, he's just about out of cash at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the money in the cash register, gives you your change, and... Uh, Passes you over your, your thing. Do you want a bag for the Snickers? Uh, you no, gotta eat uh, those on the way out, huh? I'm just, uh, just... <laughs> right in the tummy slot, you know? Huh? <laughs> you know me. <laughs> and uh, he just looks. Don't be a stranger now! Couldn't and, if I tried. <laughs> and as you leave, you see him reaching back into the bin of fidget spinners. Horrifying. Is he um, the monster? I think he might be the monster of this one. What a twist. Oh, boy. I support it. <laughs> He's the monster. He's the first monster you don't have to kill. Oh, but I will. <laughs> oh, no. Befriend him. Poor Sal. He didn't deserve this. Um, I think uh, you're outside of the uh, the train post munching on, on your uh, Snickers bar, because I presume you bought one of them for yourself. Yes. Um. As Baron kind of uh, comes out from around the corner, again, presuming here, but presuming that he used wolf form to get here real quick and then turned back once he was back in camper territory. Yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, I think it was a bit of a ways away, so yeah. Don't yeah. Really take too long. So you guys uh, reconvene uh, at the front of the tr- of South's trading post. Hey, Baron, feeling all right? Yeah, feeling a little bit better. As good as it gets, I guess. Here, I got you this. And hands him the other Snickers bar. Ooh. Thanks, man. Don't don't eat it too late at night. Evidently, it gives you nightmares. <laughs> Baron, being part wolf, somewhat wo- werewolf, is he allowed to have chocolate? Oh, no! Oh, no. You killed him! <laughs> oh, yes, my favorite. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> you killed me! Good. Well, you know, see, it's Monster of the Week, so since uh, Baron's part monster, um, you need to kill him with his weakness for him to stay dead, so the chocolate does kill him, but he comes back to life unless you also use silver. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. As long as you don't use one of those silver Snickers bars. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has, sil- it has silver sil- flakes in it. <laughs> God, I... So the bougie. bougiest of candy bars. <laughs> God. What are Isaac and Enith doing after Kernunus's departure? Uh, Enith uh, is like rifling through their bag to see if they have anything that could maybe help them uh, in this situation. And they come across the little pouch of stones that they were going to give Isaac. <laughs> and they like pull him out of the bag and go, aha, I remembered. And like give, gives him the little pouch. <laughs> I got I Oh, thanks. I got I picked these out for you. They're supposed to they're supposed to help you. Um I got you and the, they start just like pulling each stone out individually. 
<laughs> they're like, this one's a powerful amulet. It's going to help you against evil. And this one's for protection and aids with psychic contact. And this one's for courage. And this one's for strength and balance. And then he just keeps handing them these stones. Not knowing if Enif is... Because I don't know Enif quite well enough to know if they're serious about the um, effects of these stones. Uh, Isaac is just kind of nodding along and like actually earnestly like being appreciative of this gift that he's receiving whether or not they're going to help him <laughs> i think my favorite um, part is that at this point isaac like at this point in isaac's life isaac has to believe these stones work because up until two weeks two or like, i guess a month ago now he didn't believe ouija board <laughs> so no. who's the say crystal stone <laughs> yeah so at this point he's just diving like head first into yeah you know what you're telling me these stones are are magic and are going to help me like channel my newfound psychic abilities great sounds wonderful i'll keep it right here in my pocket anyway uh so you guys have just handed off the crystals um and i think you hear movement coming from within the woods uh opposite of the broken ward like like on the other that? side of the ward, it's it's in the deep, like woods. in the dark woods. Yes. Okay, uh, Enif uh, puts themselves between the noise and Isaac, and then they protect. Protect. Um. And then uh, I'm gonna use my. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna read a bad situation. <laughs> Okay, yeah. you opening your I'm third opening eye? I'm opening my third eye to see what the fuck's going on. Okay, let's hope you get a good roll yeah, here, or else we're going to end on another very dour let's note. Let's cross our fingers. Nine. Okay, that's not bad. That means you get like three questions or something. Um, so let's go ahead and let me pop open the read a bad situation. So, on a seven through nine, you hold one. You get plus one for your uh, third eye. So you get asked two questions, you get to see invisible things. I'm going to let you ask those two questions. I'm going to cover it all in one big narrative that will close this out. Okay. So what are your two questions? My two questions are, uh, what's the biggest threat? Mm -hmm. And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay. Um, so you push Isaac back as you hear this this rummaging in the woods in the darkened woods beyond the ward and you concentrate and you close your eyes and you feel your third eye open up giving you sight uh, beyond what mortals can typically see and you try and locate the biggest threat and as your eye opens it cuts through the darkness of those deep woods and you see this massive wolf uh, lurking through the brush and it is moving back and forth uh, eyeing you warily and as soon as your third eye opens and takes notice of it across its body these these lines that you thought were just matted fur rip open to reveal these bright red eyes with their yellow pupils and they all turn to look at you and then they all turn to look beyond and you realize that the best way to protect the victims is to not let it get to them. What the fuck? <laughs>